The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, I sure hope we are here for you today. I think we've got a special treat. Welcome to all the moms out there, dads, kids, who's ever listening. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms because you're incredibly valuable to our world. Okay, so we were supposed to have actor Kevin Sorbo of Hercules fame and God's Not Dead fame on the show today, but he had a last-minute flight change. So we couldn't make it, but we've got a special treat for you. As I said, this man could change the lives of you and your kids. He's been a professor to more than 65,000 students, a radio announcer, also working in television and a businessman and father. Oh my goodness. He's also had some near death experiences, incredible stories. He's met a president, all kinds of stuff he can talk about. Dr. Roger Caldwell is prepared to share his beloved principles with you. So you can learn his rules for success from his book, You Are Not Alone. That's coming up right after a few messages. So stay tuned for Channel Mom. tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com Moms are a big deal, sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. So glad you joined us today. I really hope this show is going to be a blessing to you. We've got some really interesting life rules coming up for you for success that are going to be a help to think to both you and your kids, especially in these times. So I'm going to get to our guest in just a minute. Got to do a little business first. I do want to remind you that uh, we are doing this thing called a mom business shout out. I'd love for you to email me a couple of sentences about why we should feature your business as a mom right here on Channel Mom. And uh, we just want to bless you. And we're not going to charge you anything. It's just going to be a one-time shout-out to bless all the moms out there who might be struggling in these times. So email us at channelmom at gmail. That's channelmom at gmail. Also, a shout-out to all of our uh, new listeners. I'm so excited about these 
stations that keep coming on board. Paris, Texas is our latest station. Welcome, guys. Also, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, and Colorado Springs. That's so cool. And the folks in Little Rock and Denver who have been with us for a long time, and also Idaho and Kansas. Yeah, we're glad to have you all on board. Super blessed by that. We're still little. We're still small time, but it's glad. It's a, it's a good thing to have all of you here with us, and I hope we can be a blessing to you today. Um, I, I'm going to make our little pitch for the fundraising thing at the end of the year later in the show because I really want to get to our guest. I got him as a, a last-minute deal, but that doesn't mean he's last-minute worthwhile. <laughs> we were going to have actor Kevin Sorbo on the show to talk about his new documentary, Against the Tide, which my son and I went to see last night. Oh, my goodness. So good for the whole family and for children and so many principles that your kids need to hear and that you need to hear. So we will get to him in December. But today we have Dr. Roger Blackwell on the show. Uh, He is a Ph.D. Obviously, he's got a brand new book called You Are Not Alone and Other Lessons a Teacher Learned from Parents, Professors and 65,000 Students. This man, you're almost not going to believe his life. He was a stillborn baby until the miraculous occurred. As a little boy, he had an ongoing conversation with President Harry Truman. He served as a professor, as I said, to more than 65,000 students at schools like The Ohio University and Stanford. He's been a radio announcer, worked in television. He's been a businessman and father. He spent some time in prison. Really weird story there, but he helped a ton of people while he was there. He is Dr. Roger Caldwell, and uh, he's prepared to share what he calls Roger's Rules for Success that I think will be a real blessing to you and your children. Welcome to Channel Mom, Dr. Blackwell. Well, thank you, Jenny. I appreciate it. I love being in Denver and all the other cities that you're going into. Yeah, Yes, some good stuff. Yeah, I want to get into Ohio because I've got a heart for Ohio. I used to work there in television. Good. Um, all right, so why don't we just dive in a little bit to some of the weirdness and, 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 and miraculous, frankly, of your story. Can you, can you just uh, maybe lead us through the stillborn baby story to start? Well, if somebody is considering being a mother, they may not want to hear this story. But uh, when I was born, my parents were very poor, and they didn't have money to go to the hospital because back then, if you didn't have the money, you couldn't go. And most births were at home. And the doctor was coming to the house, little farmhouse, uh, to deliver me. The problem, and my dad had saved $20 because he was making $40 a month at the time. And that's, you know, all, all they could afford. And... When they got there, they had trouble getting me out. He worked, struggled for hours, I mean hours, with forceps. And finally, and I didn't come out. And finally he threw, my dad has told this story many times, and the doctor threw the forceps on the floor and said, I don't care if you don't have any money. If we don't get this woman to the hospital, she's going to die. And they got an ambulance and took her about the 20 miles to the hospital and took me out by C-section, and I was a stillborn baby, dead. And they put me up on, there was no neonatal wards or machines or anything. They put me up on a shelf for stillborn babies. And after 45 minutes of being dead without oxygen, my dad thought he saw a movement. And he and my paternal grandmother picked me up and started rubbing me on the back, and I took a breath. And the uh, miraculous happened, basically. And the doctor because the forceps had cut my head and body all up. It was bloody as the inside of a watermelon, my dad said. And the doctor said that was a mistake. That baby will be so brain damaged, you should have never done that. <gasps> so my dad, when I heard him tell the story, would 
chuckling at me sometimes say, so his mother and I wondered how he would have turned out if he hadn't been brain damaged. I read that in your book. He had a sense of humor. Yes, it was. I mean, that is you cannot deny that. That is a miracle. That is amazing. Well, I say I say that in addition to my grandmother and my father and the doctor and the nurse, because that's all there was in the whole hospital is one doctor and one nurse. In addition to them being in that operating room, someone else is. And I spell someone with a capital S. Yeah. 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 You do. You write that. And and it was an amazing story. I I want you to tell one or two other stories. You can choose. It can be the President Harry Truman story or one of the other miraculous stories of how your life was saved. I'd love to hear one or two other background stories before we get into your Rogers rules for success. Sure. My my parents uh, lived in Missouri. I grew up. The birth happened in the Ozark Mountains. And we uh, went to Bolivar, Missouri, which there's a statue there honoring Simon Bolivar. And my parents took me there because Harry Truman, when he was running for re-election, was going to speak. And I didn't get to hear him speak, but there were thousands along the uh, parade route. And I kind of talked behind the ropes it was a, a, to a young lieutenant who was in charge of control of the crowd. And how old were you and at this point? How old were you? I was eight at that okay, point. Okay, okay. And uh, when the president was driving, the Secret Service car stalled in front of him with a vapor lock. Now, only your older <laughs> listeners will know what a vapor lock <laughs> yes, is. So that's right. Look that up. Uh, but anyway, while they were getting water for that, the president's car was stopped. So I jumped underneath the ropes, and a soldier stopped me, and the lieutenant who I just met said, that's okay. And so I jumped upon the running board of that Cadillac convertible and said, hello, Mr. President, I'm Roger Blackwell, um, and I wish I could vote for you for president. And we talked for quite a few minutes. Some newspapers took pictures and stuff, and it was in our local papers, and I sent them to President Truman, uh, and he wrote me back, and I actually have a few letters from him. Over the years, when I was in high school, I invited him to be our commencement speaker. He wrote a, a page, a one-page letter in his own handwriting saying, I wish I could be there, but my schedule doesn't permit it. But he said he, he did some interesting things, like he desegregated the military yes. by executive order. Because it was and a lot of other historic decisions. And he, went, he didn't go to college. He just went to high school. And he said, all leaders are not leaders. But all leaders are readers. And my mother taught me how to read, because we didn't have kindergartens back then, uh, at her knee. And that's how I learned to read. And you really can't be a good writer unless you read a lot. Yeah. I've written 40 books now with this last one called You Are Not Alone. You have so much to share that it was kind of agonizing as I was thinking, how am I going to fit all this in? So I'm not going to, and I apologize to everybody. We won't fit in everything about your story. But you did have a heart for business, and you taught businesses, and you were involved in business. Um, it, it ended up getting you in trouble, even though to this day you would say you did nothing wrong. You and the judge had a problem because at one point you had testified against him. Um, so you ended up in prison, and you have a story about your mother and your life being saved while you were in prison. And then that'll be the last story before we get to the life lesson you've learned through all these things that you want to pass on uh, to moms and their kids. So, so what happened to, to very quickly to put you in prison and, and then uh, the story about your mom while you were in prison? 
Well, I was serving on several boards, and one of those was uh, a health foods company, which we sold to Kellogg. And while we were doing that, 6,000 people bought the stock because it dropped about half of what it was worth. Mm -hmm. That's why Kellogg was willing to pay more. And one of the persons who worked for me and her husband bought some stock. Uh, The prosecutor argued, well, he could have told her because she'd been one of my students and so forth. And she testified, no, he didn't tell me anything about that being sold. And so she went to prison for uh, 27 months and her husband 24 months, and I went to prison for 72 months um, and and fined a million dollars because the judge said, well, no, there were no victims in this uh, sense, so I want it to be a lesson to everybody else, so I'm going to find him a million dollars. And he did, and I paid it. And with interest, it was a $1.3 million, which kind of wiped out my retirement program. That's why I still yeah. work at my age. Yeah. But in prison, a lot of things happened. Um, toward the end, um, I – well, to, actually toward the beginning is when what happened with my mother. And my mother had Alzheimer's and uh, diabetes when I went in, so I knew she was not in good health. And about a year after I was in, she died. Now, I didn't have what's called outstatus, which allows you to get a furlough to go to something like your mother's funeral. But the prison was very cooperative, and my commanding officer got permission from the warden. I had to pay for an armed guard to accompany me to the funeral, but I got all the permission until the judge found out that I was being released by the prison to go one day to the funeral of my mother, and he stopped it. And... um, Anyway, there was, was some, there was some bad blood bad. between you and him, but but you made the there best was, of your yeah. time in prison, and then that's where we need to get to to your rules. And and I will also suggest that you wrote the eulogy for your mother, and it made me realize I, uh, as I read through it that you value every mother who's listening today because of what you saw in your own mother. You said what women do today, often receiving prestige and acclaim for careers outside of the home mother did in service to her family. And you talk about how beautifully she served you and your father. She was only able to have one baby after that very difficult birth. And, yes. and you write a beautiful right. eulogy. But I want to make sure that we can get to these rules because I don't want people to, to miss out. I, I want to mention yep. before we get to the rules that you made the best of your time in prison. You shared Christ in Bible studies and you also taught more than 100 men so they could receive their GEDs. That's incredible. Um, but well, let, go ahead. very rewarding. Yeah, it was rewarding. I've put Ph.D. hoods on my students at Ohio State, but it was just rewarding to see some of these guys who came out of really rough backgrounds. um, And they would – one guy was about 6'8", big guy, picked me up and said, man, I couldn't have done this without you when he got his GED. And that was rewarding. And I didn't know Spanish when I went in, but I learned enough Spanish to teach the GED courses in Spanish. And quite a few of my Latino uh, students – about 60% were black and 30% Latino and 10% white. And some of the Latino students, quite a few of them, actually every one in one of the classes prayed to receive Christ because a friend sent some little booklets called May I Share. They're also called Four Spiritual Laws on how to accept Christ. And they did. And they arranged a fiesta one Friday afternoon <laughs> in our <laughs> class for GED students to celebrate accepting Christ. Yes. It wasn't a baptism. It was just a fiesta. 
Well, and you, one of the reasons, well, the reason that you name your book, You Are Not Alone, is because you had an experience in prison, which we do not have time for, because I want to get to your rules. But uh, you literally, you collapsed, it just happened to be that you collapsed in front of a doctor who happened to be serving time, and your life was saved. Um, And so you, you have lived your life in faith that God has been beside you the whole time, and you have shared that with others, which I love about you. But um, let's get to your Roger's rules for success, because I really think moms should get out some pen and a paper or pull out their smartphones and and take some of these down, because I think these are the kinds of things we can post on our walls. I know we can get them online, so I'll let you tell people how to do that at the end of the show. But but why don't you share some of your favorite rules for success? I know people have requested these from from you. You've passed them on to students and parents alike. They're 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 good stuff for living a successful life. So so why don't you get into some of the the, the rules that you think are most significant to pass on to the moms and the kids today? Sure, and I know you said you were going to post uh, the website that has those. Uh, yes, later. yes. Rule number one: treat every individual you meet with respect and kindness. That's rule number one. Rule number two: when individuals treat you with unkindness or lack of respect, reread rule number one. Yes, that's good. And, that's good. Go back to that actually, rule. All my, yeah, all of my all of my rules are biblically based. Um, and you might say, well, where is that in the Bible? I said, well, remember, in the Bible, when somebody struck Jesus on the chin, he hit him back and said, when if somebody treats you wrong, you hit him back. No, that's not quite what the Bible says. Yeah. What did Jesus say? Turn your face and let him have. And, and a lot of people need to really recognize that being a schoolyard bully is one of our problems in a lot of schools, and that's not the way the Bible teaches. Right. Um, so next the principle. Is help, help as many people as you can in as many ways as you can for as long as you can. Now, I've borrowed that from Charles Wesley, of course. Mm-hmm. That was his rule. And that's what he did all his life. And it's why England had a different outcome in the revolutions than uh, France and other countries. And actually... Um, that's one of the things that I still try to do at an advanced age. Here's the one I got from my mother, and I'll bet you some of your listeners heard this from your mother, also, their mothers also. If you cannot say something good about someone, say nothing about that person at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just, there's some people, like I don't say anything bad about this judge who had a grudge um, because – that doesn't help. And, and people have said, well, what if you ran into him today? I would say, hello, hope you're doing okay, and that's it. Uh, I learned that you can't be bitter in prison. And in today, I think a lot of your listeners probably are saying, wow, we've got so many problems, and there's all kinds of things going on. And you're not alone in those. When I went to prison, I was not alone. And, you know, the, the guy in the cell next to me had a shank, and he said, don't worry, Blackwell. I got your back. Mm-hmm. I would rather have the Holy Spirit having my back yeah. than the guy with the shank. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, Amen. So so your next one is about, and I want to make sure we get to your second to last one because it's really good, but love your work you talk about. Yeah, work is so important. I, I grew up in my early years on a farm, and child labor laws do not apply on the farm. The only people who don't work on the farm are those who don't want to eat and uh, and that was also true when we moved to the big city of Maryville, Missouri, which was 7,000 people. 
uh, when we got there, my mother uh, said, would you like a job? Because I had worked a lot on the farm at even age six and seven and eight and so forth. But she said, would you like a job? I said, oh, that sounds like fun. And she taught me how to make enough money that I went through high school and college, and my parents never paid anything. They didn't have it to pay, and I never incurred any debt. And that's one of the lessons that I hope people learn from the book. If you've got children who are thinking about college, education, a high-quality education, doesn't have to cost money. It certainly can, but I talk about ways it doesn't. One of those ways was um, working in a radio station. A lot of people say, well, how do you get to work in a radio station? And the answer is offer to be the janitor for free. Yeah. Um, and that we, led to higher paying jobs. Yeah, you and I have I that. You, have, you and I have something in common. I worked at a radio station because I just was pushy, I guess, when I was a teenager yeah. as well. When I was in high school, I worked in, in a radio station as well. So, and, and you also bought a house, I think, when you were a teenager with your savings. Something like that, right? Uh, yes, when I was 16, 17, probably, I guess it was, I did, I, I had met, I sold greeting cards. That's how I made money. My mother taught me how to sell. Um, and I had a customer who was the president of the bank in Maryville, not away Valley Bank. And I, I sold several years to him, custom, uh, a lot of cards, actually, because he bought them for the bank customers. And when I was uh, a teenager, I was in high school, and I went in, and I said, Mr. Robinson, I'd like to borrow $4,000. He said, why? And I said, well, I'd like to buy a house. I have 1000 saved, and I'd like to buy a house. It was 5000 kind of a small house in the poor section of the town. He said, well, come into the office. He said, why do you want to buy a house? Is there something wrong with your family? Are you moving or something? He said, I said, no, I want to rent it out. And he said, okay, and looked at the things, and he made the loan to buy a house when I was a teenager. I later sold that for about three times what I paid for it, and that helped me pay for my education and so forth. Yes. And, um, and, and I'm sorry. Because my mother taught me. Your money. mother taught you. Your mother taught you your business yeah. principles, and I love that you give her credit. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to make sure we get to two more principles. One you yep. say is make difficult decisions based on long-term effects rather than immediate gratification, which we have a problem with in our culture. So look at the long-term effects. And then finally, and, I, and we can end on this because I want you to tell people how to get this list, lasting success is derived from finding what God wants you to do and then doing it. And I fully believe that because I feel called to serve mothers. So, so just a last word before we tell folks how to get to your book, how to get to your beautiful words about motherhood and your mother and uh, Roger's rule for success. What, what would you say just to wrap up your rules for success? Well, I think society teaches it's fame or fortune. The Bible teaches it's knowing God personally. And if you get to know him when things are good, then you have a companion when things are not so good, as many people are experiencing today. Yeah. And, you know, C.S. Lewis said, uh, there are two types of people in this world. Those who say to God, have thine own way. And those at the end of their life, God says to them, have thine own way. Right. Uh, and those who say, God, I want you to be in my life, learn that they have a companion that goes through some terrible experiences. And a lot of people are experiencing really rough things today. But you don't have to be alone. God will be with you. But he doesn't force himself on you. Uh, You have to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a brilliant man. 
and uh, you have made the decision to allow him into your life. I love your rules for success. They're very simple. You have people clamoring for them because they know it just makes life better. You were very successful. Yes, you spent some time in prison, but you had very a great deal of success in writing books and in business and in raising your family. So uh, do they find them at uh, rogerblackwellbusiness.com? Is that where they are? Yes, that's the easiest way, or just Amazon. But if they go to my website, they'll see that. And uh, I know you uh, are encouraging women in business. And the book I wrote before this, which I started in prison, was how to start a business and how to grow it. And the reason is because I taught many inmates, and I still teach in prison some um, before COVID, I was doing that, on how to get a job. And they say, well, I have a felony conviction. Nobody's going to give me a job. I say, well, then give yourself a job. What do you mean? Start your own business. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what the other book, Saving America, which I wrote before this book. But I started that in prison to help uh, people who can't get a job because they have a felony conviction. Well, it, that, a felony conviction is for life. Yes, and let me tell you something. We have a prison ministry, Channel Mom does. So I am going to keep in mind uh, getting that book in bulk so that we can give it to the the moms we work with in prison because it might be a blessing to them. I have to let you go. It is yep. rogerblackwellbusiness.com if you want to check him out. You want to check out his book also on Amazon. God bless you. Thank you for your beautiful rules for success, and thanks for being on Channel Mom. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Pleasure. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. What a special guy. I mean, I I had to look at the last minute to get another guest when Kevin Sorbo had to, to, uh, you know, (laughs) cancel temporarily. He'll be on in December probably. But I just thought he was a neat man and he had some beautiful principles for life to share. All right. Just as a reminder, this is the time in the show that I remind you that even when you feel unappreciated, unnoticed, unrecognized, unthanked. Uh, You are immensely important to the future of our planet. Thank you for dedicating yourself to raising your children well. Thanks for tuning in to Channel Mom. Check us out at channelmom.com. You can pray for us. You can be a part of our ministries. You can donate. Uh, You can also follow us on social media at Channel Mom. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.